Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, brew some coffee, pour a cup. It's time for some more Coffee Talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're back. Episode 125. Too much off-air content. We had to start rolling. Yeah. And like, I wanted to start this with a little stare down between me and Tony, but he, uh, he, he opted out. So I guess I'm the winner of that one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's getting soft as a coach. We need some like coaching stare downs. Like we need mm-hmm. some like from the corners. That'd be pretty cool. By the way, shout out Glendale supply. I actually just helped them out with a new website. I saw that. Yeah. They were, they reached out. Vince reached out a bit ago and then, you know how it goes one person after next calls about the same thing. Yep. So, guys, we're here today. First of all, brought to you by Attack, best app. Tony, if you haven't downloaded Attack, go download it. Have all your athletes download it. It gives you coaching, mentality stuff, nutrition stuff, fitness stuff. It's you can sweet. climb a leaderboard. I kind of want to start a team. You can start a team on there. I kind of want to start Team Bash Mania and then find yeah, some scrubs hey, to it. compete let's against. Because yeah. I think that will motivate me. Like, I uh-huh. had the app. Yeah, get I, it back. I got rid of the app because I was recruiting so much. I was falling so far down the leaderboard. I didn't want to look so bad. <laughs> That's I've been inactive also. So I, know, Well, I've only be been inactive. There. Everybody knows if you listen to the show, I broke my toe. But now the toe's healed and I'm back. <laughs> so right. we're going to start attacking the workouts, <laughs> logging the workouts. So download the app, Attack, A-T-A-C. Follow them on social, atac.app. It is an amazing app. So with everything with name, image, and likeness, Tony has kind of been. Oh, that's uh, what NIL stands for. Yes. (laughs) People get get confused with NLIs. Yeah, exactly. Because I keep seeing seeing NIL and I'm like, I understand what this is, but what are the letters for? That's uh, right. That's That's fair. I I feel silly now. So So Tony has been the Bash Mania uh, correspondent for, you know, NIL and. Tomorrow or two days from now, July 1st, it's the wild, wild west. So and I've been hearing from some of the athletes on what their expectations are and what they're thinking. I put out an article on Rockfin that talks about it from my perspective. Wanted to get Tony on here today to talk about the coach's perspective. UNC has been pretty proactive and pretty um, pro brand, pro image. So, you know, Tony in the conversations we've been having has tried to push the envelope to see what's possible, what's not. And there's a lot of confusion out there with this. Like there was one guy who commented yesterday and was like, you know, wrestlers are going to start looking like NASCAR uh, cars. And I'm like, no, like you're not, you can't go wear a (laughs) Penn state singlet and have 30 logos on it. 
That's not what this is. So I guess we'll kind of go through the rundown of this and we'll start with what we know, what we don't know. And so, you know, what's funny though, you just actually brought something up that I was thinking about. Um, last year, the NCA changed the rule where we could put a logo on the chest and then you could put either a name or something on the back. I'm wondering if the rule is on the, on the, the one on the front. So we had a patch on the front um, had to be, everyone's the same, but the one on the back can be different. Now that you see that NASCAR thing, I'm mm. wondering if kids will try and get away with putting a sponsor on their back. Oh, that could be a game the name changer. of it, not actually the logo, because you can put, you know, like some people put equality, some people put social justice. It was more for the social justice movement. Right. I'm wondering how they're going to try and use that rule. Nike. Well, he, but yeah. here's the here's the first part <laughs> on why like Bashamania, Bashamania. I'm 100 percent down. I'll start yeah. sponsoring athletes if right. I can have Bashamania logo. But here's the thing. Let's say we put a Bashmania logo on Austin O'Connor singlet next year. Let's do it. These deal? athletes aren't allowed to have the school marker logo as a part of the deal. Yep. So because they there's the UNC logo, you can't have your sponsor logo there. So I don't see how they could put anything on a singlet or any of the attire. And with the colleges being the gatekeepers, I imagine you're going to be in a position with Coleman of saying these deals can happen. These deals can happen. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of getting tough is like you said, there's so much misinformation out there right now. And there's so many different bills that are out there. Um, the, the talks we've been having are if the NCA one passes and as you've seen, or everyone's heard if the NCA one goes through right now, everything has to go through your compliance. You get a deal. Let's say Bashmania brings a deal to a kid. The kid has to, before he signs the contract, submit it to compliance on some type of portal. Um, compliance can approve it. They can deny it. They can look and make sure they're actually being paid for work since it's not paid for play still. Um, and then the kid signs and kind of go from there. The hard part is going to be, especially with all the questions being asked, is the coaches, our hands are out of it. Like we can't. We can't help solicit deals. We can't help work through deals. Um, and I think that's where it's going to get tough. A lot of the education piece uh, is going to have to come from the schools. It's going to have to come from kids reading, I guess, articles, watching videos, getting information, uh, almost from secondhand sources because the coach, you know, we, we really can't be involved with it. Uh, but will we, you have the ability to veto it? That one, we're not sure on, you know, I'm not really sure how it's going to work. If compliance will come to us and say, Hey, this is the deal that a kid has. What are your concerns or what are your thoughts? And then at the end of the day, we can give our input and then compliance makes the final decision. Um, there really hasn't been, there's so many questions around like what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. Right. And the one, the one thing you were sharing with me was that the NCAA guidelines, they came out with some stuff right off the gate. No gambling stuff, no alcohol stuff. Um, I'm sure stuff like porn, strip clubs, whatever. I'm sure they're not going to allow that. There's going to be a blanket. Just no. What about oh. cigarettes? I don't Cigarette think you're allowed cigarettes either. Wow. NCA uh, has the no tobacco. Right. That's true. And that's yeah. the other one. Wrestling. You see all these kids chewing tobacco. They might try and go get a Zen sponsorship or something. I don't think it's going to be allowed. <laughs> 
I know. And I think the other thing is obviously going to be the blanket conflicts, whether it's apparel, whether it's Gatorade, whether it's whoever, if the school has a deal, they're not going to allow for a conflict. I don't think that's as big of a deal as people think it might be. I don't think, you know, Adidas is going to go after a Penn State kid and say, okay, Roman, we want to give you a deal or whoever. I think it's going to be more non-apparel, but the obviously the conflicts are right off the gate going to be the blanket nose, I would assume. And like you said, if there's something like, what do you guys think of this? I'm curious if it goes to the coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. We're, we're changing every day. We're learning new things every day. There's been uh, conversations about, and I don't actually know, I can't tell you 100% what the ruling is. Um, but I think kids that live in, let's say, Florida, who has a state, they they can follow the Florida laws. Or there's something, there's some way that if you live in that state that has a name, image, and likeness law in place, you kind of fall under that, even though your school might not be in there. Um, so we're still trying to figure out kind of all the the layers to this. Yeah, and yeah. one of the things that – go ahead, Jens. No, say? I was just going to say, it seems like there's like a lot – that goes along with it and like you're, i don't know i feel like we're still kind of unsure but i don't know after like it seems like you have a pretty good idea right now but there's still like pieces of the puzzle that like we need to put together yeah, yeah and there's big and it's weird that like there are some things like the next thing i was going to say is that it very clearly states that there can be no school marks no school logos in a deal so if you have a deal with AJ Ferrari, you cannot benefit from Oklahoma State whatsoever. You can't use his image in a singlet. He can't be in Oklahoma State gear. Um, and, and, you know, as I said in the Rockfin article, I don't think that's a big of a deal. You're not paying AJ Ferrari to put clothes on. He already <laughs> doesn't wear clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, these guys are already um, Gable, Roman, AJ. They're building brands outside of just the singlet they're not football players that are in helmets they're easy recognizable so we do know a bunch of the guidelines but it's going to be interesting come thursday as deals start to get presented to the schools i have a feeling you're going to start seeing some athletes go public with disappointment if a deal doesn't go through or you're going to start seeing deals just on somebody's social feed or, you know, it gets strictly like with what you were talking about of not knowing if a school can't promote that athlete's endorsement, what the athlete can post on their social, which I assume, like you said, it can't be pay for play. It has to be work. So a shout out is work. A social media post is work. So if Roman's posting something on his social, we'll know he got a deal. But if that means he can't use Penn State anything else, on his feed that'll be interesting and i don't think anybody knows those things yet yeah and we talked about it you know kind of on the phone the, the big ones i have questions about is where does name image and likeness start and where does it end now is let's say chenzo your social media account does that fall under name image and likeness and now you're not allowed to post any of the highlights or the photos that penn state took of you on your social account unless you pay them because you're also using that to put your, your ads and your sponsorships. Right. Um, now 
does your social not as big because you can't put any of your Penn State stuff on there and you kind of built your social off the Penn State brand that they, they haven't really clearly defined some of those kind of rule sets. And then the other one that's been kind of thrown around is now that you're on the coaching role, obviously Stanford wrestling wouldn't be able to retweet or, you know, post uh, Shane Griffith if he got, you know, a big sponsorship. Can you do it on your personal account? Or because right. you're hired by the university, do you still fall under that same? I was wondering that myself, actually. So it's it's kind of there's a lot of questions, I guess, and a lot of people are still think they have all the answers, know all the answers, but it's going to be a learning process. Uh, you know, Justin, you kind of touched on it. I think you're going to see brands come out right away doing things, and then either it's going to skyrocket or it's going to get pulled way back because they're going to realize there's really not a return on investment, or what is the return on investment? I think they're going to look at wrestlers. My opinion is they're going to look at wrestlers like influencers. So if you're a small business owner or you're a big company, like in the Rockfin article, I put examples out of Gilman and Verizon, Burroughs and Bridgestone and Pampers, um, Milwaukee Tools, a number of guys have deals with, Nutridyne with Helm Rulis, Lull Mattresses with Nolf. Like There's a number of brands you can with Kinsar and you can sponsors this podcast. I think, we'll talk about I, think I, I think I DM low matches and they didn't get back to me. Oh, we'll get you on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the interesting too, part too is late. when you talk about like the influencers, yeah. do you think, and I, you're a marketing guy. Would you wait until like NCAs come around or ACCs come around? And that's when you're going to do kind of your campaign and run your ad. Cause there's more eyes on that guy at the time. And then. I think you might pay more. It depends on it really depends on what the structure of deals look like, because if it's a 12 month deal or a six month deal, I'm obviously going to structure. Let's say you I personally think it should be a 12 month deal. If it was a six month deal, you'd have to sign in like October just before the season. So you're going to have it broken up into the college season. So if somebody gets a deal for October through the end of March, you're going to strategically say you owe me one post March 15th, one post here. I think e-commerce at the end of the year is going to be big, but I think it's also just going to be credibility. If you're a car dealership in somebody's hometown, if you're in Arizona, you put Roman on your car dealership. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do. You're using their image. If you're getting a shout out, that's one thing. I think, Lull Mattress doesn't care when Nolf posts. You know, you are going to get more traction around a busy time, but you know what it's like. You've had a number of sponsors when you were competing, like trying to get posts out around when you're competing can also be difficult. And can yes. you imagine if you're got, and that's when you're on the senior level, a bit more mature. These kids are dialed in before NCAAs. I mean, Chenzo, could you have imagined like the week of NCAAs making like posts? Like I, I did, but like nothing like that. Like, Correct. Like for yeah. a, like a like make sure you guys go check out this coffee shop. They're the best coffee on the planet. Like no. an ad that you had to post. You have to think no, about I it. Would like, post, I would post like wrestling is fun and stuff like that. It's like <laughs> stupid, like stupid shit, like straight up. Like I and I think people I, are going to I think people are going to align with what their personalities like. Because everybody's going to be different on social. You're not going to you're going to have the people who just post a straight ad. And I think the bigger companies want that. Like when Burroughs posts something or when Bridgestone uses Burroughs, let's say that's as corporate as it gets. It's not like, hey, guys, I really like this 
Peloton bike. You should go get one. Hey guys, these, tire, these tires are sick. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, I love these tires. I'm just thinking about it before the Olympic trials. Yeah. I do so, think like I got a question for you. Justin, you're kind of touching on a little bit. At what point um, do we see, and Justin, we've talked about it some, the conflict between, it's not really conflict, but the coach's mindset and the athlete's mindset kind of coming together. I know Penn State interviews were not big um, for you guys. You, you weren't in front of the camera a bunch, I guess, more to say. You know, if you're trying yeah. to build your brand, at what point is the athlete like, no, I have to do this or. That's, that's actually funny because whenever, whenever Gilman first came here, he said something like that too. He's like, I've never heard or listened to like one interview from any of you yeah. guys ever. So we would have like media and stuff like that, but we just wouldn't say anything. Um, I think some of our guys, like guys, like they got, went through college and got older, kind of realized <laughs> that they should, you know, build their brand up better, like Bo. Um, and then, guys like me who just like really i didn't really care it's on like that's really just where i was because this name image likeness thing wasn't even considered whenever i was in college so it definitely took some time but the guys on the team now like on the penn state team now they're like completely different they still maybe not you know get in front of a camera as much but they post a lot more than we did and they're like more involved a little more vocal than we were so i think it's just you know with the times the sports changing too and I think our the coaching staff at Penn State kind of is starting to understand that a little bit and kind of easing up on, you know, don't talk to media. They're kind of like just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. But just be smart about it. Yeah. And then the other part to that, Justin, because we know, you know you put a camera in front of some people. Let's say you put a camera in front of AJ Ferrari. Yeah, he loves it. What's, what's going to be the NCAA's – compliance or rule set if he does shout out his sponsors in an interview you know i don't i, I know could you find them like does it say it says you're not allowed to right i can't remember you know kind of looking back at those documents what the the rule is like i don't think you can talk about your sponsors at a you you know uh an nca or you're at college event i think there's going to start being training before or i think it'll be made mention like let's say big tens or the ACC tournament, I, I think you're going to start seeing them say like, hey, guys, you know, you're not allowed to wear any outside apparel deals. You're not allowed to mention sponsors. I think that the most basic form of it is if you're I think we could also end up seeing like blackout periods, kind of like the Olympics have with corporate sponsors where you can only have Olympic sponsors. But if like the weekend of Big Tens, you're not allowed to mention sponsors like I think this is going to continue to get rolled out. And I don't know if people are going to get fined, but I think there's definitely going to be things that happen that limit it. And I think the other aspect to this that not many realize yet is a lot of these athletes are going to have opportunities to build their brand on a bigger level now, whether it's with websites, whether it's with um, education outside of college, like taking branding classes, taking um, you had mentioned that UNC, um, or one school brings people in to kind of help educate the athlete, like learning how to put money aside for taxes, learning how to set up an LLC to protect yourself on a liability basis and for write-offs. Like people are going to have to really get smart with their brand because you start making all this money, you get into trouble with taxes or whatever it might be. Like these are things that nobody's thinking about. Yeah. And that you kind of look at the NFL. What is it? Almost 
70% of the players are broke after three years. Um, I know there's a stat out there somewhere with that. Jeez. Just because but it, it's true. Like even us, when I started making money, when I was getting out, man, I was spending it like crazy. You're not putting stuff aside. You're not, you're not thinking about What were you spending it. money on? Yeah, I'm curious about that. The first time you get money, you're spending it. On what, yeah. Tony? <laughs> Clothes. Uh, yeah. Clothes. But, you know, things, things we don't understand, especially when you become an RTC athlete, is these are all 1099. You know, and the taxes that you're going to get hit at the end if you're not paying quarterly, if you're waiting till the end, especially if you're making a lot of money. Um, and the other part of it is there's a lot of kids that are on financial aid. You know, what we were hearing today is – if you take, once you hit X amount of dollars, it takes your Pell Grant away. Once you hit this amount of dollars, it might take financial aid away. So you oh, might wow. have a kid who's, you know, on full financial aid going to school. Yeah, he thinks he's going to kill it and makes 20 or 30,000. Now it puts his parents or him in this bracket where all your financial aid's gone. Well, guess what? Now you're paying 50,000 to go to school and really you just lost 20 grand. That's nuts. That's definitely something you got to consider and think about. If you're a financial aid guy, you have to, because that just shoots yourself in the foot right there. Speaking of deals, real quick before we go on, Chenzo, mm -hmm. we've okay. got some friends. We've got a deal. All right. So <clears throat> summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Today's episode is R2 for men's full body grooming products. Tony? You got to get on this, bro. From the legends who introduced the greatest electric ball hair trimmer ever, Manscaped is now introducing the ultra smooth package. Justin, pull it up, man. A razor and formulation kit designed for the brave men out there who like to go to the skin when they trim their balls. This is just like, <laughs> this is a crazy in-depth ad read. I think it was the same one as last time. Your new nickname is going to be the bald eagle. Yeah, it is. After using the ultra smooth package. Men, there's nothing worse than the ingrown hairs when you go to the skin, especially when it's summer bod season. It's time to get ready for a hot guy summer by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping. Promo code Chenzo, C-E-N-Z-O, 20% off free shipping. Manscaped, highly recommend it. Yeah, get that summer bod ready. It's already yeah, like, it's almost July. Yeah, it, it July is upon us. Get it for a gift. Get it for your father, your brother, your cousin. Mm -hmm. I know some of you use this. This was a very popular Father's Day gift. Tony, your kids probably don't get you gifts yet, but I mean, hey, if they did, if they got you an ultra smooth package or a lawnmower 4.0, who's complaining? So go to yeah. manscape.com. Use promo code Chenzo C E N Z O. You'll get twenty percent off and free shipping. Something you need in your bathroom. Too easy. It's it's an absolute necessity. If you don't yeah. have like a trimmer or something like that, you got to get on that. Yeah, get on that. So the other thing, Tony, that <laughs> I want your opinion on with this nil stuff is, you hear so much talk around apparel. I think the apparel sponsorship market is saturated right now. I think for a while you had so many companies try to compete to get so many athletes. Now it almost seems like they're scaling back a little bit. And I don't think that Rudis or others are going to jump to sign a college athlete because you can't promote the kid in certain ways. You can't use their image with the school they're going to. They can't wear it likely when they're at a tournament at an event. Like, I don't know that the risk is, and I don't think it's a big deal. But I think people are thinking like, oh, this kid's getting their own shoe. This kid's going to get their own this. It, like, 
the colleges still dictate at most universities what apparel deal they work with. If you're a Penn State kid, you have a Nike deal because the school does. You don't get to go choose your own apparel sponsor and say, yeah, guys, I'm wearing an Adidas singlet and Adidas shoes today. Like that ain't happening. Yeah. And you kind of hit it on the head. I remember when I first came out, I was with a six. Right. And then when I switched over to, uh, you know, full, I think it was flips and scrap life kind of when they were first starting up, a six was really starting to drop athletes anyways. Um, they weren't signing anymore. They, there's no return. Uh, yeah, the shoe's big, but when you talk about gear, T-shirts, I don't think a lot of people realize how hard the work is and how many shirts you got to sell to actually make a lot of money on T-shirts, especially yeah. if you're not getting them for free. Right, and you're, yeah. you're buying the T-shirt. Yeah, you might get it at cost, but you still got to pay for the printing. Then you got to go out and sell them. Then you got to go and ship them. And at the end of the day, with 150 shirts, you probably make $2,000 total back. You're not yeah. making this crazy money back with all your shipping costs, keeping everything organized, dealing with orders, you know, dealing with customer service, especially if you're running it yourself and people are getting pissed because you set the wrong thing or it just wasn't and didn't work out right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're talking from experience. Oh, he is. A lot, <laughs> a lot of experience. That's why when I saw people talking about it at first, and they're like, "Oh man, I made tons of money on my first power run." Well, yeah, you got everything for free. People aren't just going to give you everything for free. Right. We were talking about that with Bo the other day on here too. Just like people think it's way easier to make and sell apparel than it is. Like you got to put a lot of work in for that. And it's got to be cool because if it's not cool, people aren't going to buy it and then you lose out. And you lose money. Sometimes you might just flop on one. Right. And let alone like the little issues you don't think about, like sizing. Like when I get Bass Solutions gear, for example, I always get, I always end up like out of two sizes first. And then I end up with like, let's say maybe medium and XLs left, no small or large. Now what do you do? Yep. You can't really market something if you only have a few sizes left. You end up putting it on clearance or whatever if you're selling it like it's a lot of work and for the companies it's a lot of work and if you can't have that athlete holy like if you can't have every ounce of them to commit to you it's going to be really hard to get a return and i don't think apparel deals are, are going to be the popular i think you know soaps gym equipment local businesses i think you might see some of the bigger soaps brands yeah like a wrestler every wrestler has yeah. to like soaps you, are so important you should like, probably use soap if you if i'm you, waiting to a, see if you're a person you should probably use soap vincenzo who's going to be the first k2 root sponsor um i don't know i've been trying to get one of those for about a year now <laughs> so if david doesn't count as the first sponsor so not <laughs> david the first penn state athlete that they go inside and deal with dude it's I don't Mason think Anvil. Yeah, no one on the <laughs> no one on the team really like drinks juice. I don't think. Yeah. I'm yeah, maybe like I, I bet Max Dean does, um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like obviously, like Penn State guys, like Roman is going to be like you know you're big, you know. I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but he's. I'm excited there. for Nick Lee's first sponsor. Nick Lee told me he's going to be chilling for a little bit. Well, I, I That's saw what him. a lot of athletes are going to be. Yeah. I saw Nick put up a post for the first time the other day, and I was like, he's trying to start building it now. Yeah, he is. I think he's just having fun with it, too. But I would like to see a good deal 
uh, for Nick Lee. I don't know. Maybe like Duluth Trading Company or something like that. I think you can get really creative with where people are from and play to that. Like, I don't think it's going to be as much like where a student is right now. Like, I think it's going to be about where you're from or like Willie was joking that Jacob Warner is going to get a strip club deal (laughs) because he's a self-proclaimed ladies man. So I obviously don't that's, think that's, that the fir- that's the first I've heard of any of that. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not super into Jacob Warner's life, so they've been talking about it. Apparently, <laughs> that's, that's funny though. I mean, but you know, it's like you're definitely gonna see like AJ Ferrari's walking around without a shirt with glasses on. I could see him getting a sunglasses sponsor. Oh, he wears those inside. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I want a sunglass sponsor. It's still um, early. Yeah, he um he was like posted like red bull and stuff like on his story so that's the other one where i'm trying to see is how they handle like these energy drinks you know are you allowed to use a pepsi energy drink if the school is a coke school um that's kind of where i'm interested to see how that goes yeah there's just i feel like there's a lot of you know things like that that we're gonna just have to look into well i think as athletes start it what's gonna suck it is as athletes start to get somebody interested, reaching out through an agent or through Instagram, whatever, and the athlete takes the deal to their AD and say, hey, Gatorade's going to sponsor me. Here's the offer. And the school says, nah, sorry. Like, that is going to put a kid on so much tilt when they say no. And I get it. Like, and I get both sides of it. But when you... When you have an offer, if somebody wants to pay you money and you have to say no and it's out of your hands, that is going to be a frustrating thing for some to deal with. Also, yeah. like this, this is a kind of like a random thought, but like what's stopping, like, say, I don't know, say there's a big time donor at UNC and he just creates a company to pay all the UNC athletes or like all so, the wrestlers. Like, what's stopping that? That's I think that's one of the, some of the biggest worries are when you talk about like football and basketball and some of these other yeah. is milwaukee tools that is a he's a unc alum right there's a real company there and there's a lot of real things our guys can do um we can't facilitate any of it it has to go be all done on their own the hardest part is our figuring out are these athletes being paid for play or are they being paid for work now you could if there's work involved in that donor wants to do it i don't see how they can tell them no um that i those are the ones where, you know, it's going to come up to administration what some of these state laws are, what the NCA comes out with, and keeping an eye on. I when June or when July one hits, I want to see who, who already has deals lined up. Are people actually able to announce on July one or is there no? I don't. You got that? you got to figure that on July one, AJ Ferrari might be able to. I don't know about Oklahoma. I know like for Penn State, it's going to have to go to the administration and compliance first. So if someone gives Aaron Brooks a deal on July 1 and said, here you go, here's your offer, and he says, I'm in, he's got to take that to Penn State now. Penn State could technically – here's the other thing. I don't know what their their turnaround time is going to be. Do they have six months to look at a deal? (laughs) Yeah, especially now that it's right now. I bet you got – Probably got 200 athletes coming to you with deals saying they got something that they got to vet through. Right. So if you start taking time now to go through it, who knows? I think companies knowing this is possible, 
I'm assuming you're going to have both athletes that already have some stuff lined up. Like if an athlete's talked to a small business and a small business says, yeah, I got you. Let's talk July one, July one, they have a quick conversation and here's an offer. But now that it goes to compliance, I think that's going to be the big thing. Is there rebuttals? I also don't know who, who's going to look at the deal on behalf of some of these athletes. Do the Romans, the AJs and, and the Gables, Anybody else who might get a large deal, have an attorney ready to look through the terms and say, this isn't good. We should change this. You need to change this. Like, Tony, you know what it's like dealing with sponsorship, like contracts, like you need someone on your behalf to look at it yeah. and say, even when I get stuff like when Manscaped reaches out to us and say, here's your guys's contract. Okay. I send it to my attorney. Does anything yeah. look off about this? Am I good here? Should I? Like, what do you think? Like, so these athletes are going to have to, and the rules say they can hire attorneys, they can hire marketers, they can hire these people. But, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. And, and that's the other thing you touch on. You can look across the history of wrestling just from senior-level athletes. A lot of senior-level athletes have gotten in trouble because they don't understand contracts yeah. or deals they've signed, and they don't have the right people around them. Um but now, how much money are, do these athletes actually have to fork out up front when you hire your attorney, when you hire your agent, when you oh. hire these people? They're not always going to do everything for free. I know. That Bash solution isn't cheap either. These athletes that are about to come to us wanting a website yeah. are not all, cheap. Not cheap. I know them. how expensive it is. I came to you afterwards. That stuff's not cheap. No. There's... If you're going to spend, I'm going to say these kids will spend $10,000 year one. Yeah, easily. Like I realize that right up front, spending ten grand, you got to make ten grand back before you break even. Have you uh, have you talked to Austin O'Connor about this stuff at all? These they ask me a lot. Sherman asked me a lot. You know, he's a big one, and they think I think they're on the mindset of like we're going to be millionaires right away. Oh, you got to uh, you got to you got to bring them back to reality a little bit. But they also don't know the ins and outs and what we've been talking about and what's been going on behind you know the scenes with administration and compliance and coaches. But also there's just – there's a – I wouldn't say there's a misconception, but we got to remember we're in the Olympic sport category too. Right. These big corporate sponsors are going to be going after the big-time sports. Yeah, yeah there's going to be good deals. There's going to be people that are local, want to help the program. Um, an example I used is if you got a wrestler who has just as many followers as a football player and it's a local business and they can touch as many guys – why would they not go the cheaper route and pay the wrestler instead of the football player who's going to be wanting big corporate dollars? Um, so I, think I, it's, I think there's going to be opportunities. I think it's also going to be about relationships. Yeah. Like I saw your boy Austin was in the UFC octagon a couple days yeah. ago with Cormier. If him and Cormier had a little conversation about who some of Cormier's sponsors are and he recommends, hey, you know, he recommends to his sponsors, Hey, you guys should go after Austin. He's a great kid. Great. This great, that great athlete. That's going to be a way. I think a lot of deals happen too. I know even with you can where we'll actually give him a shout out real quick. Superstar. Hey, you can, you can is the best. They started sponsoring this podcast. They have a super starch product. That's phenomenal. Their protein, their energy. I absolutely love it. You don't, you don't spike. It's more sustained energy. It's, it, Chenzo says they're not supplements in my head. They're a supplement not, and they're not. super clean because I don't have to take other supplements. Um, 
and you can save 20% off you can with promo code Chenzo, C-E-N-Z-O, you can.co slash Chenzo. Great we product. Like, Put this in your cupboard. We like to be consistent. All the promo codes, Chenzo. Yeah, promo no, code Chenzo. I, I used some this morning. I'm about to take some in like, I don't know, 20 minutes here right before I leave. And yep. it's awesome. Like, I'm going to go wrestle and I'm going to feel super duper good the whole time. Yeah. Just, keep, just keeps you going for a while. It's awesome stuff. And more and more wrestlers are using it. Like you're really starting to see this stuff pop up in a lot of places because people do love it. And I love that they're pouring into the wrestling community and that the wrestling community likes it. So go check that product out. And the reason I bring them up, though, is like people kept telling them about this podcast and Kassar and others were, were making deals with them. And when brought up like, hey, maybe we should get a podcast. Everybody started saying Bash Mania. So they reached out. We had a conversation and it was a great fit. But that's how this sponsor came about. There was a mutual party. And I think as wrestlers have those MMA friends and connects where the, there are typically bigger sponsors, that yeah. could be a, hey, you should sponsor my buddy. Um, and you see a lot like you see the MMA branching out at Oklahoma State. You see guys all over the country training with MMA athletes. I think that's where you're going to start seeing deals too is relationships, alumni. It's not just going to be this big corporate thing where people are filling out, you know, like Verizon reached out through Gilman through his website. So Gilman got a request through his website. Hey, I'm with Verizon. Let's put you in a commercial. That happens. But there's also a lot of deals of, I know this person, you know, this person or alumni saying, you know, like, I don't necessarily know. Um, how fast these things will happen, but I definitely see that happening for sure. Yeah, and going along with that, the one I see happening is I think some companies are going to take risks too with, you know, let's use Spencer Lee, for example. You know, they're going to want him once he graduates and want all this rights, and they're going to try and build, you talk about that relationship early on. Yeah. They might, they might take those chances of throwing big-time money or whatever it is just to hopefully they have him locked down once he graduates and there's more floodgates set open or you know like an o'connor they know he's going to go into fighting you heck who knows maybe bo nickel calls him and says hey we want to do something with american top team because we want you to fight out of our camp once you graduate so i think you might see some of those too um just trying to lock these kids down before they actually you know get into that open field yeah i had that thought of like would a Rudis go after Spencer Lee because when he graduates, they want the shoe. So will they take the hit now? But being very familiar with the apparel business, it's hard for apparel companies to break even now when they have a shoe and everything else. So there's not that money like there is maybe in football or basketball where it's let's waste a couple of years and gamble on, you know, the massive payout. There's not going to be a massive payout for many of them. There might be for Spencer. Oh, for sure. But he might be a massive payout guy. Yeah. But. There's definitely some guys that could be massive payoffs. Gable's one for sure, too. Right. Yeah. Do we see him in like WWE ads like already now if he still wrestles next right. year? Right. Like I, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, how is that going to work for him, especially if he comes back? Like, are you going to see him in WWE ads? Like, I know he wants to he wants to do it all, man. He wants to go into acting and all that stuff, too. Like is he going to just start promoting that like while he's still in school next year? If I'm the WWE, I'm putting Gable on the, I'm scheduling a pay-per-view the night after NCAAs and Gable's coming out in a singlet. <laughs> What's he doing here? 
<laughs> like that's work. He's getting paid for work. Right. Correct. Yeah. I don't think the pay for play versus pay for work is a big deal because the fact that if you have a if you have an audience, you can justify the fact that mentioning somebody, shouting somebody out, that is work in and of itself. You don't have you can't so wrestling isn't considered work. It is, but you can't that's play. You can't be paid that's off play. of your wrestling status. It's considered yeah. play by them. Okay, it's considered play. Interesting. Because it's a sport. Well, yeah, of course. I only play wrestling anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, that's like especially especially now. I only play wrestling now. <laughs> what what about a match you versus Tony? You guys look like you might be about the same weight now. Could we I, see that on a card? No, I got some pounds on them. No, I don't know. I'm about up to 165, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> oh, not it, not too much then. <laughs> not too much. I'm not uh in that wrestling shape to be able to go with the top guys right now. So uh, see, I'm. Hey, I'm this like, is assistant coach versus assistant coach. I don't know. No, <laughs> the the assistant coach I want is Frank Molinaro. Like that's the match I want. <laughs> Put me and Frank on a card. Let's uh, go. I, I'm oh. here for that. Tony, have you heard anything more about any like? rtc level cards this summer are you guys playing anything we've talked about it i think where you're going to run into issues that you didn't have last year because the whole covid waivers for almost everything um if nothing's done soon pretty sure once school starts you cannot compete in outside like events unless it's a usa wrestling sanction world team trials qualifier or something like that if there's more than five guys from your team on it. So like there's a limit of how many college kids would actually be able to wrestle in the events. Um, there's limits of when you can actually compete. Like a lot of those rules went away last year that no one really thought about because we didn't wrestle first semester that you were allowed to do that all first semester. It didn't affect your eligibility. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. A, a, diff, a kind of different question I have for you, totally unrelated. Um, like you, just you and Coleman together. Yes. Like I always thought that was like just a super interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, like can you just talk about that a little bit because like you guys came from rival <laughs> schools. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I, I've I've always and been Coleman curious. recruited him after they wrestled, like the next day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's two. It's like you said, it's two totally different mindsets. And I think that's why we've gotten the program to where it is so fast is yeah. let's say at Penn state, you're going into wrestle. Um, you might be working with Cal and you might not relate to him or you might not understand the situation. Right. right. Well, now you go to Casey who sees it the exact same way here. I might not see something one way. Coleman sees it the other way. We're going to be able to look at it from four or five different angles or but we're all trying to get to the same goal at the end of the day and when we right. first got here and we were working together just talking about a you know technique i teach some he teach some everything we did like the end or the finish was always very similar but getting there or getting to that position was totally different um you know just for first example is i wrestle from the inside right I wrestles from the outside but we both can get to a single my single might get there different but we finish the same um, so we've been able to relate to a lot of different athletes, you know, it's, we're not forced. I wouldn't say forcing one style, but in a way you're forcing one style, just how everyone was taught or how everyone thinks, you know, I know when I was in Iowa, uh, a lot of everyone, all the coaches at Iowa went through the same program, went through the same system. So you only know that system. Right. Um, you can 
teach a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, you're always going to fall back to that system of way you were taught. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That's like, and that's kind of what I, uh, that's kind of what I thought too. Just kind of what I figured from, you know, you're both smart guys and see things like pretty clear. So that's just, uh, I was a little like, you know, interested yeah. and like that's kind of that's kind of what my plan is too like for like stanford you know me and cole yeah. and enoch like we're all just kind of like you know different backgrounds different backgrounds of wrestling too and i think that we'll just have a ton of knowledge and be able to work together with that so yeah, and it's it's different on the fact of also you know and this is another one to bring to stanford the way cornell recruited the way penn state recruited like the way yeah. we recruited iowa was way different than probably how they recruited oklahoma state and oh, you yeah. take what works best and you kind of mix them together. Um, I, I feel like Penn State and Iowa, it's just like, hey, come to Penn State or hey, come to Iowa. And the kid's like, all right, sounds good. Like, you, <laughs> you like, want you me done. <laughs> you want me to come? Sounds good. Like, you don't need to do a whole lot. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's changed so much. Um, and you went, we recruited you at Iowa. And, yeah. and you know what it was like. And then the big part was we weren't recruiting very well from what everyone was saying. You know, we were really stuck in the mindset, we're Iowa, you're going to come to Iowa, or we're going to find a guy to beat you. Um, that, right. That's kind of changed. Where, what a mindset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, at UNC, we, we're almost branding. Like, we're branding the athlete to the school. We sent so many graphics and so many different things and pictures, and we're trying to consistently be in front of them to brand our program, to almost brand them to think they're in the program before they even get here interesting well i'm gonna take that from you for sure Go you know? ahead. and you know maybe it t- maybe i can try to uh, i'll tell you what i've had to learn how to use photoshop all those because you're, you're oh, not yeah. gonna get you're gonna get some help but for really what you need all those resources are tied up in you know football what basketball. are you using photoshop for put kids in make singles. a lot of our recruiting graphics really yeah, yeah. wow Jeez. I think everybody should learn Photoshop. I really do. I think it's a great tool with the, there's not much unless you're in, I don't even in construction, you need it in some way. Like, yeah. yeah. So what's really helped me is we get the basic templates, you know, that the school gets for like match day, some of those. And I just take the elements. So they still look similar, but then build different types of things off. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm going to have to mess with that and figure out what the heck I'm doing. So. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get, get we'll you a Photoshop there. license. We'll I'll get you. I'll get there, man. You can yeah, start I, making graphics for Bashmania. Let's <laughs> go. You work with Affinity Design. No, I like Affinity Design better than Photoshop. I'm not very good on there. I was. I figured out Affinity quicker, so that's what I use. When I started with marketing and websites and everything, it was like 1999, and I only evolved so much until about 2003, 2004, and then I just. As I started hiring people, they were getting the new stuff. I just continued to use the same crap if I need to do something. But a yeah. lot of it, I, I send to my guys. Like I don't care how you do it. Just get this done. Yeah. I personally use Photoshop if I want to put a graphic out, if I'm doing something. But you I know. Like, I'll take a Snapchat and then I just like use my finger and like draw on it. <laughs> like that's that's the best I can do. I'll tell you what, I was so bad in the beginning. <laughs> We're working on it. Everything's a work in progress. That's it. Yeah, it's all work in progress. Speaking of works in progress, Chenzo's got to get to practice. Tony, I know I you do. got some stuff to do. So thank you, hey. Paul. This was like a last minute thing. We wanted to do this, but 
as Tony gets more details and as we're hearing stuff, we wanted to try to wait to bring as much value and entertainment. So we kept kind of pushing this off, but that's the name image likeness. NIL talk today, not a letter of intent. No, hey, just um, whenever Stanford, a Stanford and UNC guy go at it next year, you're catching a stare from the corner. <laughs> All right. I might, I might hey, have to come out for that funny, one. Justin? What? By the time you release this, the rules could change tomorrow. This will be released in two hours. <laughs> will the roles change in the next two hours? No, but we might learn more. We, we might learn more or NCA might establish a legislation where that's the one that everyone's going by. It'll be like it'll be like uh, JB and Martinez. We like spend a whole episode talking about that match. I was they, just thinking about and that. They, and they canceled it like an hour after we released the episode. Like, I was literally about to tweet out like the second tweet to push the podcast. Like, all right, guys, here what IMR things about the match. And then it's Burroughs IMR canceled. And I'm like, <laughs> so we're not letting that happen. We're getting this out like right now. So you guys go run, do your thing. I'm getting this to my guys who need to get this live. That's 125. Hey, I'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate it. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at Justin J. Bash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.